let's start off by asking you this simple question, all right? I'm going to I'm going to be showing you an image on the screen right on your screens right now. And uh when when you see that image, I want you to to just pick a number that is there below that image. Uh and maybe help us understand uh how you feel right now, what are the thoughts that are going on in your heart? What are the thoughts that that are how, how your heart is feeling? Uh, which which of these images do you associate your heart most to uh if you want to take a good detailed look at that image uh feel free to do that i'm going to i'm just going to keep watching the chat uh just take a minute to take look at the 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 images and if you know the number that is closest to what you feel just put it up in chat tonight come on which one right now all right don't don't complicate it too much there are just four images you need to pick one all right thank you simi all right all right keep keep it coming guys keep it coming all right priyanka i'm assuming you you're really missing out going uh, you miss going out all right a lot of threes all right we, we are all in this together guys a lot of threes a lot of threes all right andy june is saying two okay Julian you okay four okay i see all the i see all the travel folks nice nice okay i'm going to i'm just going to give another few seconds in case if you have not taken our time to do that uh all right all right there's there's one okay uncle stanley that is my uh if if that is your understanding of you feeling a bit hopeful i don't know if that if that's what you mean or just feeling a bit happy but yeah good to see good to see all the four aspects covered uh all right but the reason the reason i thought i'll 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 just just right now on this call you see all our hearts are feeling so different already we 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 all are feeling so different or already and 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 i want to just start off by telling you that the hebrew word the hebrew word for heart is this word called leb all right the hebrew word for the heart uh, for heart is this word called leb and, and and this has a very peculiar meaning see i, I want to start off by saying that the jewish world view right one of the, uh, the, the jewish world view or the, or the the hebrew folks they they believe that the heart is the place of the mind the emotions the will and desire so your motivations and all of that is is kind of put in the in in this thing called the heart in in other words our heart is holistic it is it is your inner being it is your inner person and it rules and leads the other parts of your body that is your mind your emotions and your will and and i love it that paul uh, when he's writing to the romans uh, uh he he makes it clear in these few verses romans 8 verse 5 and 6 where he says that those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires but those who live in accordance with the spirit have their minds set on what the spirit desires the mind governed by the flesh is death but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace life and peace 
and and you see that at the heart of the gospel transformation that we every uh, that we talk about you know every time we gather in church every time we gather on these spiritual uh, uh, you know gatherings when we talk about gospel transformation at the heart of gospel transformation is to recognize and change what we put our minds on if you missed that out i want to say it again to recognize and change what we put our minds on and in the bible the mind and the heart are not two different things whenever the scriptures are talking about the mind uh, they they're covering the part of the heart as well they, they they are the core of our being in fact and through these few verses that we just read in romans 8 paul is pushing us to think on these really important questions really important questions and and this is this is what he's asking us or this is what he's pushing us to think about that what has captured our imaginations what has captured your imaginations what preoccupies or what are the things that engross the very core of your dreaming and of your thinking what captures your imagination what 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 are the things that you are so preoccupied and and engrossed in i'm sure if i have to ask you guys for an answer you would at least have two things to say when it comes to things that your mind is cluttered with your heart is cluttered with or some of the things that have captured your imagination in the recent times or it maybe in the last week in the last month so he's pushing us towards these think uh, these couple of questions because let me tell you this whatever occupies our hearts and minds in fact is our way of justifying and proving ourselves justifying and proving ourselves it is it is your own way of building your own sense of value your own sense of worth and eventually it is our way of being our own savior and our own lord you know last week if you remember we were we were talking about how religion uh you know uh talks about being more, uh, being just a good moral person well as irreligion talks about being your own individual savior and and that is exactly what 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 this few verses are helping us see because to set our mind on the flesh it can mean something like that when we put our mind and heart on something besides jesus christ we are creating functional saviors when we put our mind and heart on something else anything that is occupying your heart anything that is occupying your mind besides jesus christ you and me are always creating functional saviors or 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 if i may use this word pseudo saviors are you guys with me so far right are you guys with me and and we we all go through this we all we all go through this and that is what gives birth to idols i want to talk to all of us for the next few minutes on this talk that i'm calling the ultimate solution the ultimate solution because if if you're talking about dealing with our heart if you're talking about really allowing our hearts to be devoted really allowing our hearts to to be to be consumed by by the gospel message or by jesus there is a journey that every christ follower must walk on and that journey is called dealing with your heart idols so so let me ask you this simple question right when you think or when you hear the word idol uh what what comes to your mind 
right? I mean, if you've been if you've been following uh, any of these uh, uh, these reality shows, you might be thinking about America's Got Talent or Indian Idol. Uh, or I don't know. I don't know where your mind is kind of going off. But but come on, since you're talking about imagination, I don't know if 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 when you think about idols, what are some of the things that come to your mind? All right, and and of course the the diverse culture that we live in, the diverse culture that we do life in. Has has already certain uh, things classified as idols, and already certain things classified uh, in that category. But I don't know what's the first thought that popped in to to your mind. You know, wh- when I use the word idol, see, because uh, uh, I'm I'm going to kind of bring all of us on the same level when we are talking about idols. You know, that, uh, for this particular conversation. Thank you, Simi, for putting that up in chat. You know, I- I'm sure. We all have visual ideas about these things, right? So, so let me show you two images. The first one, most likely, if I when I use the word idol for the first time, you you would have gone on a tangent of thinking about all the possible statues that you have ever seen in your lifetime, uh, whether whether it's from from our faith or from a different faith that you know know about or you have you know, used to practice once upon a time. So all of these things. But tonight, what we're going to be talking about is the idols of the heart. This is pretty much what it can look like. We spoke about what captures your imagination deep down inside your heart. What is your heart really consumed by? I don't know if how many of you can, can... can relate to this particular sketch or this illustration because most of the times this is what our hearts look like. Are you guys, has anybody felt that way? I mean, we we always have that extra to-do list. We always have those extra five things to do. Our hearts are so overwhelmed, are so consumed with a whole bunch of things. So when we are talking about idol, an idol is not simply a statue of wood, stone or metal. It is, it is anything that we love and pursue in place of God. If you, if you miss this out, I, I want you to capture this. I, I want you to capture this. This is, this is really the crux of what we're talking about tonight. And I do, it, is, it can be anything that we love and pursue in the place of God. And it can also be referred to as a false god or as a functional god. And, and uh, just, just to help you kind of give a broader narrative of this, you know, and I hope uh, we can put this up in chat as well. These few things that, that are going to help you define and understand when we are talking about idols. An idol can be anything that really absorbs your heart and your imagination more than God. An idol can be anything that you seek to 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 get uh, what what only god can give you and in anything that is more fundamental than god to your happiness to your meaning to your life and your identity anything good that we make ultimate anything good that we make ultimate and anything that that we feel we must have to have security significance and value So if you take a look at chat right now, what I've just spoken, I want you to kind of really understand this because I'm I'm kind of laying the foundation for what you're going to be talking about tonight because I believe God really 
wants to uh, identify, God wants us to identify, God wants us to expose, and God wants to deal with the idols in our hearts. And, and uh, tonight, I want to say I'm the first one in line with you guys, right? So, so this is not for you. This is for all of us. Because let me tell you this. All of us have idols that we are dealing with in our hearts. See, it's, it's very easy for you and me to, to, to make this statement because of, the, because of the cultures and the times that we're living in that we can easily write off the concept of idolatry because we may not have any physical idols around us. But if you and me give yourself time tonight to look into our hearts, to look into our hearts, can you, can you just type that out? Look into your hearts. And, and realize that each one has their own heart idols to deal with, has their own, own heart idols to deal with. And we need to confront these idols with, with the gospel and dethrone them from the heart uh, if we have to live in the freedom that Jesus promises us. Because hear, hear me out, church, the gospel has the power to confront and dethrone your heart idols. The gospel message, the gospel of Jesus has the power to do that. Because if we don't, if we don't do that at a timely basis, I'm telling you, you're giving more space, you're giving more power to, to live in idolatry in your heart, to live in idolatry. And, and Paul, again, when he's writing to the Romans, he says this at the beginning of, of, of Romans in Romans 1 verse 25, where he says that they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served the created things rather than the creator. Come on, we have all made that mistake at times, right? How, how good we get when it comes to banking on technology. How good we get when it comes to banking on something that is good and, and then we, we make it as a definite, we make it as an ultimate thing without any time. How good do we get when, when it comes to knowing that the, that the fundamental truths, that the fundamental needs of, of, of an individual that can be provided by Jesus Christ, we try to find different pockets, different avenues, different avenues where we can really get trapped in this loop. Because the things that we look to in order to gain control over our lives are often the same things that start exercising control over our lives. The, the things that we look to gain control over certain things are those very same things that start taking control over us. And, and I don't want to get into the specifics of it right now, but I want us to kind of lay this out well. Because see, when it comes to applying the gospel message, I don't know if you, if you ever felt this way, okay? Uh, our usual go-to place is the behavioral aspect of it. Let me let me break it down, okay? Now, if you if you if you've believed in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you have professed Him, and if you believe that He is the one true living God that you that you want to give your life to, and that you want to give your heart and surrender your life to Him, you know one thing for sure that as much as He pours out His love in you, He is also the God who brings correction. He's also the God who makes sure that your past sins are, are no longer holding you captive. Your, your earlier lifestyle, your earlier, your earlier, your old habits, your old sinful lifestyles, they have to be put to death. But how many of us have made the mistake 
of directly approaching our behavioral sin rather than looking deep down into our hearts and finding what's a root issue. Anybody has done that, right? I, I, I don't know if you want to put up your hands right now. Uh, I know we're talking about like some borderline stuff, but that's okay. I hope this, this, this talk really speaks to your heart because I'm going to be getting a bit specific into certain things as well. But I believe all of us, all of us make this mistake where we try to deal with sin, where we try to deal with wrongs in our life, where we try to deal with uh, wrong lifestyles or wrong mindsets or wrong patterns, just at the behavioral level, right? So, so if somebody is struggling with this problem where he or she is often so used to speaking lies, the, the, the first thing we, 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 we want to say is, hey, man, stop lying. Right. The, the, when, so I'm taking it as simple as that. All right. And, and that is the surface level of things that we see. But when we, we kind of limit our relationship with Christ to a certain do's and don'ts that we have been suggested we, without really applying the scripture and the gospel to our hearts. And we focus on behaviors, which is at the surface level. Uh, and, and we don't really allow the gospel to penetrate anything below that without really understanding what are the motivations behind those behaviors, without really taking time to process and, and kind of understand and know and realize what are the affections, what are the motivations, what, what, why, what are the desires that are provoking these kind of certain behaviors. And, and while we think that we can allow the gospel to change our behavior, we, are never, we never really allow the gospel to challenge our existing lifestyle. We all want the gospel to change us, right? I mean, show of hands, if you think the gospel, you don't want the gospel message of Jesus to change you. Anybody? We, we all desire to see the change. We, we all long for it. We, we often or, or many times even pray about the change that we desire to see. But most of the times, it's all at the surface level. We, we never allow the gospel to penetrate uh, below that into our existing or our old lifestyles and our old life patterns. But because hear, hear me when I say this, before the gospel message of Jesus changes you, it challenges you. Before the gospel message of Jesus changes you, it challenges you. Because for Jesus, right, before your behavior comes your heart. See, see, man looks at the outward, but God looks inside into your heart. That, that's, that's scripture. You know, for most of the times, we can analyze or gauge a person on the way he or she behaves, he or she reacts, and then we make our conclusions that this is a good person, bad person, judgmental person, whatever. You, we all can categorize. But Jesus, even in his time on earth, he always looked at the heart. He says in Matthew 12, 34, right? He says, for out of the overflow of the heart, what? The mouth speaks. Out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. And, and what Jesus is hinting at is that behind every behavioral sin of humanity or behind every uh, behavioral sin of mankind lies a deeper root sin. And that's what we, we are going to be diving into tonight as we, we go forward. The problem with many of us is this. If the behavior over a period of time changes, but our heart doesn't change, the same problem in our life is going to resurface in different ways. 
Are you guys with me? If you have experienced that, right, Harry, you know what I'm talking about. Sammy, you know exactly what I'm talking about, right? If, if, if you're just focusing on a behavioral change, you don't need Christianity, guys. You, you just need to find yourself a good counselor, uh, maybe, if, if, if that's what it takes. You just need to find some good motivational coach. Because if it's just about behavioral change, there's a whole bunch of talks, there's a whole bunch of articles, there's a whole bunch of books that you and me can read on. But if we are looking for a genuine heart change, Jesus and Jesus alone provides the best TED Talks, masterclasses, YouTube hacks, podcasts, the word of God, whatever. I'm telling you, the library that Jesus Christ provides for heart change is epic. Nobody else deals with the heart better than the way how Jesus does. Because for him, the heart matters. Of course, I'm not advocating that your behavior doesn't matter at all. But, but, but when it comes to Jesus and the gospel, it starts with the heart. It starts with the heart and then it translates into your behavior and your lifestyles and your choices and your decisions and your motivations. And, and, and in Ezekiel, uh, you know, in, in, there's a brilliant conversation that God is having with this prophet Ezekiel in verse 3, you know, chapter 14, verse 3, where he says, you know, son of man, these men have set up idols in their hearts and put wicked stumbling blocks before their faces. Should I let them inquire of me at all? What a fantastic, like, like when I say fantastic, it's like shockingly fantastic statement by, by God about humanity. And I love Tim Keller. You know, I love his take on this verse. He, he kind of puts it in these few, few uh, words. He says that God was saying that the human heart has this capacity to take Good things like success, good things like career, good things like material possessions, even family, and turn them into ultimate things. Our hearts defy them as the center of our lives because we think they can give us significance. They can give us security. They can provide you with safety, with fulfillment if you attain them. So if you attain your dream job, that's the security that you have been wanting. If you have the adequate bank balance in your, in your account, that's, the, that's, your, that's your definition of security. If you're married uh, and, and it's going as for the, the charts of what you're saying, you know, by 30, you want something. By, by 40, you want this. By 50, you want your dream home. By, by the graphs that are laid out by the cultures, if we try to pursue our lives according to that, that is our definition of value. That is our definition of significance. And that is our definition of true worth. Taking the good and making it the ultimate. And that's when we are, we are actually starting to place and position idols in our hearts. Like I said, all of us have idols that we need to deal with. See, because at the heart of idolatry, it is an over-desire for good things. Can, can somebody type that out? Just this simple word, over-desire. At the heart of idolatry, it's this over-desire for good things. We, we all have been there, guys. I have been there. I, I, I'm sure many of us, if you're watching this or if you're kind of, you know, really connecting with this, we all have been there. 
every single time when we have seen certain things that have been going well, we want to grab hold of it and we want to just use it to define us. Every single time we, we, we see certain things kind of flow automatically and, and God is kind of giving us a grace to walk in those things well and to do good and to flourish. You know, we make those same things as your ultimate things. All of us have idols that we need to deal with. I want to I kind of break this down from my personal life and, and share with you my journey of, of how uh, I started understanding that there are idols in my heart that I had to deal with. I want to give this disclaimer, right? If, if tonight is, is a time where you some of these things are coming to you for the first time, I want to say don't beat yourself up. But, but allow God to just, to just speak to you and allow you to give you the starting point. Because, because what we are talking about is not something that happens overnight. Identifying an idol, exposing an idol, and confronting and dealing with that idol is, is a journey in itself. But, but I want to say that if you, if you kind of delay this, you are just going to get good at playing church. You're just going to get good at playing Christian. You're just going to get good at playing, oh yeah, I'm a Christ follower. I know I need to attend church. I know I need to smile when the pastor asks me to smile. I know I need to say uh, hello and hi when the Ruth when Ruth or other hosts ask me to say hi, hello. I know, I know how to be all, do all those stereotypical things. We can get so good at doing all of that without realizing what's killing us from the inside. But I want to tell you, church, Jesus cares about your heart. He cares about your heart. And, and I want to tell you one of the biggest struggles in my life, uh, uh, or, or, or if I would say uh, one of the biggest sins that I, I was facing when I was growing up was of rejection and, and fear. You know, it, it, and, and these two things surfaced in my life at different stages in a whole bunch of different ways. They, they surfaced as insecurity, I was, I was always so insecure. They, they surfaced as uh, I, I felt like I was not valued enough. I, I felt like there's no worth for my life in my early teenage days. It, it felt like I was constantly living in fear. It felt like, you know, I was always seeking for affection of my people, of my friends, of my, of my hangouts, of my social circles. And, and at one particular season, it also surfaced with this massive, uh, or, or habit of pornography. So in different different walks of my life, this whole aspect of rejection, this whole aspect of, of fear surfaced in, in these few things, in these few manner. And, and I realized that what I was doing for the most of my time, being a Christ follower, being knowing the truth about the gospel, knowing about who Jesus is, I was still dealing with it at a surface level. I was, I was focusing so heavily to change my behavior, allowing God or asking God or, or, or even begging God to change my behavior, but never realizing that God was so keen to work on my heart. God was so desperate. God was so willing to, to work on my heart and which would eventually translate into my behavior. And and, and my, my behavioral sin of lustful thoughts, you know, my, my behavioral sin of living a double standard life, you know, man, I can tell you, I was so good at playing church. I was, 
I was so good at playing church. Nobody would even figure out the horrible things I was doing through the week. Because over a point of time, let's get real, folks. You know exactly what to say and when to say it when you're in a church setting. Somebody put your hands up right now if you agree with what I'm saying. Right? You know, you, we get so good at playing church, man. We get so good at playing Christian. We get so good at, at, at you know, saying just the right things, just the appropriate things, because you know exactly how to structure your conversations. I was that guy. And, and this double standard life, you know, it, it started affecting my authenticity. This, this double standard, this behavioral sin, I, I, was, I was looking for spaces of seclusion. I didn't, want, I didn't want anything to do with accountability. I didn't want anything to do with integrity. You know, I, and I was just kind of playing it and playing it and playing it all this while. And it took me some time to expose and confront the idol that was deep inside in all of these behavioral patterns that I was battling the idol of approval. I was, I was longing for approval. I was, I, was, I was longing for that affirmation. I was, I was longing for that love. I was looking for relationships that could kind of, kind of approve of the person that I was. I was looking for spaces that could, that could accept me or approve of my identity and all the things that, that I was going through. I was, I was battling this. And see, the, the truth is right. What I've just done over here in these last few minutes is just to help us understand that there are behaviors, there are emotions, there are affections, and below that are the root idols that you and me need to deal with. See, most idols find their, 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 their identity in, in, these, in these root idols. And what I want to show uh, to you guys in, the, in, the, in another couple of minutes is how you and me can deal with these root idols how you and me, how the gospel message can help us deal with these root idols. Being root, dealing with these root idols is the time of, of, for every Christ follower to allow the Holy Spirit, to allow the gospel to start dealing with this. So uh, I'm just going to take you through um, the, a, a, a graph right now uh, just to help us understand what we have been talking about. It's okay if you don't get the whole aspect of it right now. Uh, we, we don't mind just dropping the entire presentation that we're talking about on chat and you can just take, uh, a look, take a look at it later. But this is exactly what I've been talking about. You know, when, when I started talking to you about approval, you see that, was, that is the root idol that, that we are talking about. And, and you, you, you're looking for affirmation. You're looking for love. You're looking for relationships. Your greatest nightmare is that you, you don't want to be rejected. You don't want to have those feelings where you think there's no value to your life. You know, and, and those emotional problems, those, those behavioral aspects that we talk about is that you have this despair. You have this fear. You, you have this insecurity that keeps floating every now and then in every conversation. A little bit, somebody has to just nudge you and then you go in this downward spiral of, of you know, making your own conclusions and, and you're, you're fearful. But the root idol that is there, that is alive and that is trying to take space in your heart is the idol of approval. The root idol, when, when you want 
to establish you know uh, uh, certain standards according to your own discipline certain certain ways of living your life and and living your career and living your uh, your your work life according to a certain pattern you have this sense of control that is operating over your life where, where you don't even realize that people around you are feeling condemned where people around you are feeling blamed for what's happening and but you are you operate in anxiety you operate in worry you operate in fear trying to control everything with your capacity forgetting that it is god who controls our lives and who controls everything in this world and 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 i can go on but but i just wanted you to get a glimpse of what we are talking about that so many times we we just try to deal with the extreme right column which is your emotions we just try to deal with the emotions we just we just try to deal with with you know every surface level part forgetting that god and the gospel message has a power to deal with the depths of your heart see there's always something that is capturing our imagination and preoccupying our hearts there is always something even right now before you got on this call there was something that is occupying your heart and occupying your mind all of us there's always something that is capturing our imagination and and if you have to go by the books the ultimate solution for idolatry is death if you have to look and evaluate god's standards the way how god dealt with idolatry in the scriptures whenever there was idolatry practiced in the scriptures it led to death but here's the beauty this is what this is what the scripture says in galatians 3 verse 13 and 14 the scripture says that christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us for it is written the curse is everyone who hung on a pole he redeemed us in order for the blessing that was given to abraham might come to the gentiles that is you and me through christ jesus so that by faith we might receive the promise of the spirit by faith this is the goodness this is the beauty this is the goodness of the gospel folks that while we were still sinners jesus comes for us jesus came for us while we were still sinners while we were, while we were still caught up in this mess of of our emotions and our behaviors and these root idols christ died for us so that we don't have to face death because of our heart and the idols in our heart and i want to tell you this in fact what is even better today that we have the holy spirit in us because of our faith in jesus we have the the, the holy spirit is in you because of your faith in jesus and as you partner as you play tag team with the holy spirit in in a lifestyle of repentance and, and in a lifestyle of faith we submit ourselves to god's ongoing plan of renewing us from the inside out of his salvation work of his redemptive work coming alive in us in every aspect of our life not just your sunday church life the holy spirit is there to help you 
And once we have identified these idols, once you have exposed the idols of the heart, we start dealing with the idols of the heart through the scriptures and with the help of the Holy Spirit. Because let me tell you something. There are some places in our hearts where only the Holy Spirit can reach and apply the gospel truth. I want you to hear this well. You don't need another sermon. You don't need another church gathering. You, you, you don't need another worship song. You don't need the, the, the peripherals of the so-called church life. What you need is a person of the Holy Spirit. What you need is the communion. What you need is to create that space in your brokenness to allow the Holy Spirit to reach to the depths of your heart so that he can, he can start exposing, confronting, and dealing with the idols that are there in our hearts. Because one of the best ways to do this, one of the best ways to do this is allow the gospel message to take charge. Allow the gospel message, allow the Holy Spirit to kind of, you know, really do his work really well. You know, and, and I want to I wanna kind of, just so that we all get this, okay? Now, I hope this thing really doesn't backfire on me, all the, all the buildup that I've done to kind of bring you to this place. There's, there's this quote that I read, and, and what we're going to do next is kind of, kind of establishes that quote. The only way to dispossess the heart of an old affection is by the expulsive power of a new one. That means there are, there are things that you and me need to flush out of our lives. There are things that you and me need to flush out of our mindsets. There are things that you and me need to allow God to, to kind of kick them out. All right. And, and I was thinking, okay, how do I drive this point really well so that you guys get it? And, and, and I hope what, I'm, what you guys are going to watch right now will, will help us see because Sometimes the idols can be tiny. Sometimes the idols can be as good as not visible, but they can wreak a havoc in your lives. This is what it can look like. <clears throat> Friday? We have some weapon systems offline. Hey, what? Oh, you gotta, you're gonna have to take this into the shop. Who's speaking? It's your conscience. We don't talk a lot these days. Friday? Deploying fire suppression system. Uh-oh. Oh, oh. oh boy. Are you guys with me on that? I'm telling you, that's exactly what some of our lives are going to look like when you allow the Holy Spirit to flush out the idols, the old lifestyle, the sinful life, the, 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 the mindset blocks and, and call it whatever. You know it way better than I can start defining those things for you. You know, I, I'm telling you, if, if you can, can, can get capture this, if you can really get what the Holy Spirit wants to do in all of us tonight, church, 
if if what the journey that that is about to begin for some of you i'm telling you is a beautiful one is a glorious one is a redemptive one because when you make this decision to allow the gospel message to expose your heart you can't confront something that is not exposed guys so so i think you're going to have to do a lot of talking between you and god over the, over this week and and if you're thinking nenad i don't know how to how to begin this let me help you all right i want to close off by, by just helping us understand how we can address and start confronting the idols of the heart and and when i tell you this you're going to be like are you serious nenad is this so simple well it is and maybe it is not but but it is doable i just want to leave you with a few things the first thing is meditate on the gospel nenad i have heard this so many times before i was looking for something better nenad come on but can i tell you this the the, the scripture right it's as boring or it is as interesting how the for, for you to define if the scripture is boring okay let me put it this way for you to define if the scripture is boring or interesting is totally up to you how how you cultivate certain patterns to meditate on the gospel is totally up to you because the key is this the key to meditate on this on the on the gospel is we grab hold of the beauty we grab hold of the power we grab hold of this absolute truth of the scriptures and we declare it we we speak it over our lives in your situations even when you do not feel like it that is the key for meditation let me tell you not every day i wake up feeling like preaching not every day i wake up feeling like praying not every day i wake up uh you know uh, kind of all pumped up and ready but it's in those moments where i choose to speak the word of god in it's in those moments where you choose to make an intentional declaration of the scriptures that you have been holding on to so meditate on the gospel the second one is this you know we are so good at preaching the gospel to the people around us i want to ask you a simple question when was the last time you when was the last time you preached the gospel to your own heart when was the last time you allowed your conversation with your heart to be like hey you know what this is what the truth about the gospel is this is the truth about my life my, I, i'm going through a massive seasons of anxiety but the truth is the bible says do not be anxious but with everything in prayer and supplication let your prayers and requests be made known unto god when was the last time you you spoke the gospel to your heart see our hearts we we need this intentional application of the gospel message so so start by preaching the gospel message to your own heart first take our time to 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 read some of the scriptures you know take our time to to pick those scriptures take our time to pick those verses and speak it over your heart you know those days where where you're feeling so heavy those days where you're feeling like my goodness i don't think i can make it through those days those days where you're feeling overwhelmed about hearing so many updates constantly about covid-19 those are the very moments where you need to preach the gospel to your heart 
where you think that you can't make this financial breakthrough, where you think you can't make it through the month, where you think like, my goodness, Lord, will I ever be able to get another job again? It's at those times you preach the gospel to your hearts. Rejoice in the hope of the gospel. That's another one. Like I said, the, app, the ultimate solution of idolatry was death. But because of Jesus, we have living hope in the gospel message. You know, to rejoice, I, 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 was trying to, I was trying to understand, okay, how does rejoicing really make sense? Or, or what does rejoicing in the gospel really look like? Let me, let me say it in this way and, and we'll wrap it up in another few minutes. To rejoice is to treasure a thing. To rejoice is to, is to assess its value to you. To rejoice is to reflect on its beauty and importance until your heart rests in it. And I'm sure every single time Ruth and Benji would be holding Ivana, it's a, it's, it's, it's a joyful moment. You know, all these last couple of days, every single time I've been, I've been holding Elia in my hand, it's a, it's a crazy moment. It's like, it's like, I don't know, I don't have words to articulate that feeling, but every parent would understand what it means to, to treasure your child. Every parent would know what it means to, when you, when you hold that kid together and vice versa, when you, when you can give your parents the warmest hugs and when you can give your, your mom and dad that, that affection, you know, you are rejoicing in that fellowship with that, with that person. That same principle is applicable when it comes to rejoicing in the hope that Jesus Christ offers each one of you to treasure him, to, to, to really allow your heart to be as real, as vulnerable, as honest before him and tell him like, God, I am grateful that you have kept me alive this time. I'm grateful that, that you have allowed me to wake up another day. That is rejoicing in the hope of the gospel. It is this appreciation. It is, it is this, uh, it is this resting that we find in what Jesus has done for us and what his presence assures us. Rejoice in the hope of the gospel. And I want to close off by just telling you, let the good things have its right place and allow Jesus to have his ultimate place in your hearts. Let the good things have its rightful place and allow Jesus to have his ultimate place in your hearts. You know, even as we close out on this, I don't know, I don't know what are the things that, that God has been highlighting to you right now. Uh, I don't know what are the behavioral sins. I don't know what are the behavioral lifestyles that you have been trying to change at your own strength. Maybe that's not where the starting point is. Maybe you and me need to take time to dive in deep into the affections and, and understanding the emotions and really knowing what have we allowed our hearts? What, what is our imagination? What, what has captured our imagination of our hearts? What has preoccupied our hearts so much? that there is really no room for the gospel 
to take its impact and for Jesus to have his say. Because like I said, there are areas in your, in your hearts where only and only the Holy Spirit can apply the gospel truth to your heart. This is a journey that we are setting up on where I believe in this season, it's my prayer and my hope that you would allow the Holy Spirit to, to identify, to expose, and to confront the heart idols because that's your key to walking in complete radiance. That is your key to being the radiant one. And that is your key to being the follower, the son and the daughter that Jesus wants you to be. We're so glad you've been listening in. If you'd like to know more about us, follow us on Insta at Zealous Pune or visit us online at zealous.community.